to welcome to this thing called marriage the yeah. second episode come on yes sir. we came back yeah we came back <laughs> apparently we did come back i mean for a second we probably thought mm, maybe we won't come back let's just uh let's just stop there speak for yourself oh we didn't think that i didn't think that. okay we didn't think that actually <laughs> we didn't think that anyways you tune in and locked on to this thing called marriage and of course ladies first I'm Kemi Gates. And I'm Moya Gates, okay? And uh, you can also call me Big Daddy Mo. It's up to you, okay? But, <laughs> but the name is Moya Gates, that's right. My wife made that clear to me. Your name is Moya Gates. Why are, are you not saying? Why are you throwing me under the bus? Yeah, because of, of this week's episode. Mm-hmm. This week's episode is actually a very juicy one, as that. Come on. And um, along the line, um, because of our interest in this week's episode, is, we'll probably do this... Um, topic again but with guests at later in the future okay yeah let's i think do that'll it. be episode what according to you episode 14 episode 14 yeah <laughs> so much you know if you ask her what the pre- other episodes were now she would have forgotten i remember yeah never mind so this week week's episode is called conflict resolution yes conflict resolution i like the topic because um i, I think conflict is something everyone goes through yeah definitely and uh, no matter who you are no matter how old you are you would go through one form of conflict or the other that's right and you know the funny thing about conflict yeah um when people are in conflict mm-hmm. they lose sight of things around the conflict they are only focused on the, the cause of the conflict mm-hmm. actually mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they lose sight of all the other things that matters. Yeah. And I sometimes think that if it was possible during a conflict, if it's supposed to step out of the scenario of the Oh, conflict, like I was trying to do the other day. What are they? <laughs> what are they where you stepping out of conflict? You never step out of conflict. What? You're always within you're always the start of the conflict to start with. Wow. Yes, wow. Yes, I That's that. it. wow. <laughs> But then the other day, okay, yeah. sorry to inter- sorry to cut your say, train say, of thought. Say. But that other day where we had this conflict here, and I saw this very very entertaining and funny video on Instagram. Oh really? And I wanted to share it with my husband, the love of my life, you yourself. Yeah, and I, I wanted to share, and I was like. Babe, that wasn't. That's not. That's not wait, stepping out of the wait, conflict. That's now, like the conflict is wait. not happening. Wait. I said, babe, let's let's take a pause from this um, fight for a second uh, and come and laugh with me. And what did you say? You were like, who is fighting with you? You're the one that's fighting yourself. No. <laughs> what you What you were doing mm. was trying to pretend the conflict wasn't there. Taking no, yourself, I wanted to take a break from no, the you, conflict and said, share the funny I video did, I with did you. I take a break from the conflict. I just step outside of the situation mm. and view the conflict from afar and see. You know, it's like oh, I'm you're talking about perspective, not yeah. not taking a break from what the conflict. What would you say should take break from? Ah. What does conflict look like to you? <laughs> How do you take break from conflict? Um, is, is it what that you raise white flag? Um, uh, we, we need to go and eat our commercial break now. Commercial oh. break. You just we'll be right in, back in on this fight. Yeah, you know, I like I like to use dictionary definition so we just have an understanding of what the what meaning of conflict is. I've once been in an argument before that we about conflict. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think it was in Clubhouse, yeah? Mm-hmm. We are arguing about a topic. And there was a word in that topic that everybody had different understanding of what the, what the, the word, meaning of the, that the word is. Meant. So people might <laughs> just find... Off was point. Off point. It was someone that just said, wait, wait, wait. What exactly are we talking about? <laughs> when, when everyone realized what the word, I'm like, oh, oh. That kind of thing. So I like, let's, let's get... Set let's the tone. Set the tone. Come on. And funny enough, I feel this is a very good way of 
understanding conflict too. Let's even understand what are we even fighting, fighting about. about exactly. Yeah. But we'll get there. Okay. Oh, God just dropped that. Thank you. Come on. Um, so, conflict is a serious disagreement or argument, typically a protracted one, uh, to be incompatible or at a variance. So, basically, it's a serious argument. What's protracted? You know, I was just going to actually find that out. <laughs> but the, it does not. <laughs> Projector is something that, that Maybe lasts for a long time. Yeah. yeah that, so, so, exactly. Conflict is, not, is a disagreement mm -hmm. or an argument that is lasting. That is now dragged. That is dragging. Okay. So, how do you resolve conflict? Okay. So, um, I think, first of all, there's two schools of thoughts when it comes to conflict. There's <laughs> the ones that. Do we even ash it out at all, or do we just sweep it under the carpet? Yeah. So those are the, I think, two schools of the, like, you know, there are branches on that, obviously. Mm -hmm. Now, okay, we are going to ash it out. How do we ash it out? Mm -hmm. Okay, we are going to sweep it under the carpet. How are we sweeping under the carpet? Is it just, let's pretend that it did happen, happen or, or let's set a date? Set, there's not, you don't set a date for Set a date in your you, calendar. There's no setting it. <laughs> This conflict will be resolved on the no 27th one does that. of November. No one does that, okay? By 6 p.m. Be there or be square. <laughs> <laughs> no one does that. People do. No, no, I'm sure no one does that. How do you set a calendar I to fight? I think you do that, actually. I set a calendar yeah, to fight. Yeah, because you don't, when, you're, when the thing is tricking you, when it's actually hurting you, you don't say anything, and you now let it brew. It then doesn't mean let I it ferment. I didn't pick a day. Let it get conk. I did, I, when, it's now, when you are very, very sure of what is now tricking you. You're not it didn't mean I picked a date. The okay. date just came by and it happened. Okay. Yeah, but after I a while. I don't speak immediately. After just, a while. We are getting there. Exactly. This is what we are talking about. So, <laughs> from my own school of thought, I believe that it's not everything you talk about. Hmm. I believe that when it comes to conflict, some things, some things that are not, that's not about conflict sometimes. Like, things that are not worth talking about. Like, we are talking about in marriage. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, things that are not worth discussing or arguing about you end up arguing about it just because you have two separate opinions mm -hmm. and then because of that it now leads to conflict it wasn't conflict initially it was just because you have division to, division exactly and then but in your own opinion you always want to talk about everything who you Oh, okay. Yeah, I was trained. I thought you were talking thing. about yourself first. No, I don't like talking about... Why are you talking everything? about my own opinion? Because... Are you Mr. Gates? It's, it's, Mr. Moyo Gates? How, how do you resolve conflict? Right. For me, yes. I'm a very big believer on talking about things. Everything possible. Because I believe that if you do not speak up about things, it just gets worse. Like I said, it ferments, it becomes conk, it turns to alcohol in your system. And it basically becomes worse than when you just said it right there and, and then. Not, not necessarily, because you see, there are some things that are not necessary to talk about. Example? Not, Okay, um, something like rib Ribena, for example. Mm -hmm. the, the content of Ribena, mm -hmm. do you get? Why would you want to? Yeah, someone that wouldn't mind actually saying, no, I know Ribena is, from, is made by, okay, I know Ribena is made by this company. They may have like, no, it's not made by this company, it's from this country. You, you wouldn't mind actually ashing it out. I mean, my mind. I'm yes, like, now bring out Google why? and then find out who actually made the Ribena. It doesn't really, it, it's not that deep. Okay. Okay. It's not that deep. Some conflicts are just meant to be even serious, even serious things, even mm -hmm. in some serious things. For example, a thing of um, you you view you view life from this way, and I view life from this way. Maybe it's, maybe it has to do with uh, something like 
investment. Okay. You view investment this way from an accountant's point of view. Yeah. I view investment this way from a businessman's point of view. So in my own head, that kind of thing, I don't feel it's necessary to actually, especially when we're not about investing. I understand what you mean by just because people have different opinions about something doesn't mean there has to be a quarrel, there has to be a conflict. Doesn't mean there has to even be a common ground. That's fine in, in, in the general sense of things. But when there's a decision facing both parties, yeah. then you do need to have that discussion. Yeah. And sometimes, if you have had the discussion prior to the d decision even arising, you already know where your partner stands. So when you face that obstacle or face that decision, you'll be like, okay, I know I have this feeling. I know my partner has that feeling. But for the sake of the marriage, for the sake of this particular decision that we both want to make together, this is a middle ground. I'm willing to compromise A, B, and C. And you are willing to compromise A, B, and C for the sake of the marriage or the sake of that decision. Okay, <laughs> you see, even that, even that word compromise to me is yes, sometimes mm -hmm. like just, just a question. Okay, yeah. Now in marriage, there's when it comes to conflict, there's a common uh, notion about like meeting each other halfway. Halfway. Mm -hmm. but, but now you see my challenge with this notion of meeting each other halfway. Yeah, mm -hmm. is that you do realize that there are some times where. It's not as if meeting each other halfway is impossible, but you don't need to meet each other halfway. In what sense? Okay. Um, let's say, um, let's say you have an opinion on something. I my opinion of it, mm -hmm. yeah. It's it's not like as if it's clearly right, but I've got the science to prove it. <laughs> Somebody, let's just let's just say I want to put this out there on this podcast. We can't be saying. We can't be saying that we have a science behind this because most times when someone says that there's a science behind something, there's actually no science behind it. For my own, there's science. Okay. So, my own is sometimes when I say the science behind it, we've seen research. Research has been done about it, and we know that what I'm saying is more valid. So, this thing about meeting each other halfway. First of all, I do not think it should always hold. Mm -hmm. I think when it is clear that. This person is wrong. This person should own up. I am wrong. What I said is wrong. I am not right. You are right. But I find that in marriage, sometimes it's difficult to own up when you are wrong. And I'm not sure why. Because I come from a school of thought, and it's just my own discipline. Like, even when at work, for example, even when my subordinates teach me something, and I was obviously wrong before, I always like to point it out there. Oh, about that. Even though my it's everyone knows already, I always like to make it clear that, also oh, about that issue, you're actually right. Even though we know now that it was right, but I still like to say it out. And I feel like one of the best ways to resolve conflict, mm -hmm. yeah, it's the ideology of, first of all, put in the bin that thing called middle ground. Okay. Put in the bin that thing called let's meet halfway. And understand that there's always a possibility. There's, there's, people should be able to, you know, own up, own up mm -hmm. when one party is obviously correct even though we've always there's always been this notion of in marriage you kind of got to agree to disagree meet in the middle this one that one. when you have that ideology of meet in the middle there would never be, i know marriage is never right or wrong yeah mm -hmm. fine but there is a right and a wrong mm. do you get so always having the ideology of meeting in the middle I don't think he ever really resolves things. This thing called marriage. Demystifying marriage. I think 
it, it does matter like to own up that oh one party was right or one party was wrong but sometimes it's about like you said for, first and foremost when somebody is right and the other person is wrong it's not like the other person that is right anyway wins any medal or yeah. anything like that so uh, that is one thing but another thing is oh sorry about that medal thing you might not be winning a medal but at least there's a feeling that comes where you know that what you were saying was agreed with when you know that it is really right. As there's there's it's obviously kind of a medal, spiritual medal. <laughs> okay, well there's obviously a there's obviously value in affirming your partner and letting them know that oh I agree with what you're saying contrary to what I believed or I was wrong in that situation. There's there's a lot of value in that. Sometimes that would actually resolve conversations a lot quicker. I, I, I believe so. But there's also an issue of. Why are we having this conflict in the first place? Mm -hmm. Sometimes when you go into conflict, you don't go into conflict with the mind of we are, we are here to decide who is right or who is wrong or we are here to decide that there is only one way out of this situation. Mm -hmm. Sometimes some conflicts can be so dynamic and be so multifaceted and multi-layered. Like that's why we definitely have to do this topic again because conflict in itself, conflict resolution in itself is not something that you know can be discussed once because... Yeah. There are some there are different types of conflicts and there are different and sometimes the, the conflict is as complicated as resolving the conflict itself. Yeah. So sometimes in the middle, in the heat of that discussion, in the heat of that argument, you are not arguing to win or lose. You are arguing to be heard. Yeah. You are arguing to you are saying that yes, this is what you're saying. But this is what I'm also saying. Two parties are trying to be heard, and both of them are speaking at the top of what their do lungs. What you mean by to be heard? To be heard in the sense... Because this is something that, you, that comes up a lot when we have conflict. Yeah. The, 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 the statement of, I just want to be heard. You're not, or you're not listening you're not li to you're me. Not yeah, me. because, okay, let me explain what I mean and by... The, and it's not about, my ears are not open, no. <laughs> right? It's not about, yeah. I'm not listening. It's about, I'm not on that. Okay, go, just go on, just go Okay, on. so fair enough. What I'm trying to... When I say you're not listening to me or um, the person is arguing to be heard, what I mean by that is, in every situation in life, there is always two sides to the story. There's always... Yes, there's always two sides to the story. There's always... If, if we both experienced something and were both asked by the police to recount our encounter we're probably going to pick up on different things because yeah. we're different people. Yeah. So there are always two sides to the story. So, for instance, if your partner is angry about something and they table wow. something they table something to you, okay, I'll give you a typical example oh, of an okay. event. So your partner storms in into the house and says, Kemi, you did not lock the door. You forgot to lock the door. This is bad security, blah, blah, blah. This, 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 this. Blah, blah, blah. Bring the roof down. Bring the door down. I fact, not me at talking No, about this is not you. This is obviously an example. Because you're, it's only twice you've not locked the door. I'm not coming <laughs> But it's twice you've not locked <laughs> the door But well, what I'm trying to say, I'm just giving an example, actually. And I didn't shout. I'm just giving an example. Disclaimer, all, all protocols observed. <laughs> but like, your, your partner comes in storming in range and says, you didn't lock the door. This one, that one, blah, blah, blah. And then you now respond to say, first of all, you are wrong. So you say you are sorry. Mm -hmm. You automatically say sorry because you actually did not lock the door. Mm -hmm. So that is already ticking your box of that partner is right. But then you go further to explain. And this is what causes more and more conflict. When a, another party is trying to explain the reason why they 
acted a certain way. It then looks as if it is justification of their action. Mm. Rather, it is not justification of their action. It is actually explaining the scenario so that they are being heard. And when I say they are being heard, they are being understood. Because sometimes, especially in new couples, I find, sometimes what is more painful in that argument or what is more painful about that argument is not the accusation of the wrong that is done but it is the fear that that partner is now going to perceive the other partner as careless not trustworthy lazy did you get what i mean so sometimes the words that we use it is not even attacking the action that was done it is almost crossing the line to attack the individual themselves. And the reason why they are explaining is not because they are justifying themselves. No, they are trying to redeem their image in your eyes because you as their partner, ha your opinion of them is more important than anything. Okay. So I don't want to continue my marriage with back on my mind that my husband sees me as careless. He can't trust me with anything. Do you get? Okay. And then if... If I did not say that, if I if I just said, I'm sorry, and I left it, you are right, I'm wrong, yeah? Mm. I'm sorry, and I left it, yeah? In the f and I kept quiet, mm. not explaining that the reason I forgot to lock the door mm. was I actually thought I did, escape my mind, or maybe I was rushing out to meet my boss, whatever the flimsy excuse may be. If I didn't explain and I kept quiet, in the future, if you then now made a snark comment like, oh, Make sure you lock the door. That is going to hurt. That is going to even though hurt. The, even though the make sure of the door was just reminding you to make sure you exactly. Lock the door. You you were just reminding because in, in the previous um, situation, I maybe I forgot. You were just reminding. But what you are telling me when you say make sure you lock the door is you can't even lock the door. Hmm. Do you get? Hmm. So so sometimes I feel like a lot of people just assume that when. Um, a, a one party in the relationship is talking long talk yeah. or trying to explain their side of the story. They are justifying themselves. No, they're what they're actually they're actually doing all of that out of fear because they don't want to now be tagged the one in the relationship that doesn't lock the door or the one in the relationship that is careless. So it's all about an image thing. A lot of times when people do have conflicts, is because they care so much. They care that much, especially in marriage, obviously. Mm -hmm. You care so much about your partner's opinion of you. And you're trying to redeem yourself. I, I, I get that. But um, now, again, I like this example you gave. Like, obviously, this like, it's, it's a very good example. Because if, if, if I walk into the door, for example, and then I didn't make the door locked, do you get? And I say, Kemi, you did not lock the door. And all that is in my head is, you forgot to lock the door. And what matters is, next time just lock the door. The explanation of why you didn't lock the door, yes. Most times it will always come as, as if you are justifying why you didn't lock the door. And at that point, and at that point, whatever you say will always sound like justifying because you are explaining the reason why you didn't lock it. And in my own ears, whatever a reason can never be good enough for why that door isn't locked. Do you get what I mean? So in that kind of instance, maybe... For conflict to actually be resolved, mm -hmm. or for it not to even lead to conflict, for it to just to be a, a conversation, mm -hmm. maybe when one is when a part when your partner reprimands you for something that you already know in your heart you did wrong, mm -hmm. explaining it immediately might not be the best time. What if the person is not a person that likes to save the dates? Well, they like to mark the calendar. No, because 
because because for example in our marriage for example yeah and that's a very good that's something that, that that happens quite often with us for example yeah mm-hmm. we want to resolve conflict immediately you want to you you want to solve an issue immediately you want to get it off your chest mm-hmm. but getting it off your chest immediately is not always best in marriage i'll even give you a very good example so for instance like what happened today you were telling me about something that um oh you don't like the way i i i you know i approach a busy schedule or something like that and then i just said oh i'm sorry and i kept quiet about Mm -hmm. it and then later in the evening when you, you said some things when you were saying, oh, how I, how I address stress and all of that and how it rubs up on you and all of that. But I kept quiet. I kept it. I had my reservations, but I didn't want to sound like someone that, oh, anytime you get a correction, you're always avoiding the correction. You're always justifying yourself. So I kept quiet and I apologized and we moved on and we had a nice day. Just for later in the evening, for me to snap about something that was very s- small, but just a brief mention of what you said earlier. So that's what me I'm trying to say is that there are some people that keeping quiet and waiting, maybe it will come with maturity, maybe it will come with age, but there's some people that it just doesn't work for them keeping bottling in because when it does come back, we're not revisiting the conversation as adult. For first of all, I'm going to forget. <laughs> I'm actually going to forget. No, that, but when, that, that that's not a bad idea. Well, Yes, forget it. <laughs> but but when, when I do now, when it does resurface, it is not being triggered to have the normal conversation. It's most likely going to come out as a snap or a rude remark or a snazzy comment. Mm. So that's why I would rather just pour it all out when the thing is affecting me. But then again, is people are different. And I, I also understand that even that whole explanation of some people wanted to justify themselves because they want to redeem their image in their partners. I, I believe that also that is also something because we're still newly married in the sense but, that but, but, you probably you, you do don't have that much. You don't. You probably don't have that much um, assurance or let's like say um, safety in how your partner sees you. So you're trying so hard to prove your identity to your partner. So I think that that's something that is actually because we're still early in this marriage thing. But but yeah, but you do realize that your partner is not even labeling you that already. Your partner is just what just, I don't realize just that. What an that's why I'm trying to. Be locked. Well, that's now what, I know, but I don't realize not, that. That's it's why not I'm just as a as a door as, as a door unlocker. Fine, but the reason why that person in that situation might be justifying themselves, quote unquote, not really justifying themselves or defending themselves, is because they don't know how their partner sees them. Okay, 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 okay. Very, very valid. We are looking at two school of thoughts, you know, sweeping it under the carpet or ashing it right there like Emmy would gladly do any day, any time for, because she cannot keep things to herself. <laughs> or Continue to throw or, shade at me. <laughs> Just continue to throw I'm shade. I'm not shade. You're the one that said it now, yes, right? Yes, okay. Or the Moyo way that is not everything that you need to talk about. Some things just need to just be... Swept under the carpet, like swept under the carpet. Not swept under the carpet, just ignored. Just ignore, like yeah. It's not that deep, you know what I mean. <laughs> this thing called marriage. Demystifying marriage. You're right. You welcome back to this thing called marriage with uh, Moyogate and Kemi Gates, and uh, we are talking about conflict resolution. resolution. Yeah, what do you have to say to me? I don't know. I just felt like it. 
you know, there's a topic we should we're going to talk about at some point. What's copying? Coupling. Coupling. <laughs> coupling. Episode three. It's that's the next one. Okay. We, could, okay, we could do that. We could do that. Okay, so let's go back into conflict resolution. So before the musical break, okay, we've been talking about conflict itself, what leads to conflict the, in, within the conflict and all that. But um, we want to try as much as possible to focus on conflict resolution without even having conflict right here already. <laughs> <laughs> because even talking about conflict itself can it's cause conflicting. conflict. It's conflicting. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Lord have mercy. So conflict resolution. So, at the beginning of the show, I did establish that um, one of the ways I think to resolve conflicts is, um, I think it's very difficult, but it's, uh, it takes a lot of putting down your ego, humbling yourself, and uh, humbling yourself. Yeah. So, but you, you got, you've, got to, you've got to, like, step out of the situation, you know, and look at the conflict from, like... Remove yourself from the situation and look at the conflict itself. Like, what even led to this thing? What are we even doing? Because sometimes, like I gave the example of on Clubhouse, we realized that what we even have a conflict about was baseless. Mm. So sometimes I think we, to resolve conflicts, you've got to first step out of the situation. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Assume you are not involved. Take away your emotions out of it and just look at it logically. Mm-hmm. You get don't put yourself in and just look at what are we even arguing about? What is the point of this conflict? Is this conflict even what being a conflict? conflict yeah. If you know what I mean. Yeah, definitely. I understand. Like when you sometimes when you're a spectator of your own life, mm. it's. It opens your eyes to things that you can't see. So obviously, people that are, that are acting or performing can't see themselves oftentimes. But if you take a seat back and you just rewind and play things out, yeah, you definitely open your eyes to see that, oh, some things are not relevant. This is not the point of this conversation. Yeah. This one, that one. What is more important and all of that. And I think another thing that would help resolve conflict is to understand that conflict in itself in marriage is basically like, a thief it steals it steals out the joy it steals mm. out good times like this time that we're spending fighting we could be using it with to have more productive things like we could be enjoying ourselves but, like but I, you know conflict is a, can be productive it can be productive but sometimes i know, many, I, know, I, know I know how many times like from conflict we've realized some things about ourselves that made our, our marriage better definitely but what i mean is like i'm talking about when it's prolonged okay when you like you have so like a long period of time yeah. of silence and you can't talk to each other because yeah. of the complete a conflict that occurred i'm not talking about the constructive conversation part of things but yeah. i'm talking about when you can't talk to each other when you're, you're keeping quiet and that that time is being stolen that time we will never have that time back yeah. We'll never you never really have that moment back. And it, it's always funny sometimes that it happens when you are together. Mm. In the sense that if you are if two people are at work now and they have conflicts and they are married, sometimes they'll resolve it quicker because they don't want it to affect their work. But when you are home alone with that mm. person Who does that? No, it no, no. It no. affect my own work at all. Though. Like if we had a fight and in the morning yeah. you just keep quiet and go along with your day. It will affect I'm a professional. I'm, a professional. <laughs> I'm not talking about if you're about to go on stage. Yeah. I'm talking about like your day, your day at work where you have a lot of thinking time. Anyways, for me, Sha, okay. it would like literally sour my day yeah, if I was fighting you. with you. Yeah, I'm a sorry. romantic like that. 
if I was fighting with you at the start of the day, it would really sour my day. So I, most times I want to quickly resolve it so uh-huh. that I can. I, I, you see, you see, there we go again. There we go again. I was going to say something. See, conflict. First of all, I think we should. I see people. I, I think I, I should say this. Conflict is not evil. Conflict is not bad. If, if, if we can say conflict as a, as a healthy thing, mm-hmm. because conflict is basically two people mm-hmm. having different points of view. But the question is how long you allow that conflict to last. Yeah. But it's okay to say conflict as a healthy thing. Yeah, definitely. But now, and now, it's, this it's is also you, going to be there. This, this is what you're saying right now. Your reason for resolving the conflict is because you don't want it to ruin your day. Yeah. Because yeah. it can ruin your day. Exactly. But then again, what you've done there is you try to it's just like an injury that takes weeks to heal mm-hmm. because you don't want it to ruin your outing mm-hmm. this night you quickly do a quick there, fix it's a quick fix it's yeah, not but going to solve there, anything there are actually some that can be quickly fixed by painkillers there are actually some things that do not yeah, need to drag just look, because it's healthy yeah. just because you can learn from it doesn't mean you always have to no, drag it no, I'm, even, I'm, I'm even focusing on the quick fix like I feel like with conflict you can let it heal naturally can't you I, I don't think I'm a, I'm a believer of that school of thoughts. Eh. Yeah, because I I'm feel, not honestly either, but yeah. I, I think I think that's one way of allowing of of conflict resolution, allowing time, time like you said, time heals all injuries, doesn't but it? Sometimes time can make things last permanently. Not last permanently. Obviously, not lasting damage. Oh, that, this is even something I wanted to say. A good opinion of conflict resolution is knowing in your mind that these conflicts will expire. Yeah. It will resolve. Like, yeah. it is not what's the marriage. Yeah. So one day, one day, Sha, we are going to resolve this issue. Resolve That's fine. But what me I'm now talking about is the time lag in between. Sometimes the time lag yeah. can breed unnecessary threats. And what threats are those? You know how in your mind you're like, oh, this conflict to resolve is not enough to kill the married, blah, blah, blah. But that time of silence and that time of quietness and that time of grudge can allow, and that time of separation can allow festering of negative thoughts in your mind. But it can also give time for healing. And I use this example now. This leads to my next point about uh, in the way to resolve conflict. Walking away. Walking away from the conflict. I'm a very big believer in this because I believe uh, when arguments are happening, walking away, first of all, it calms things down. You get, it, it makes people hold their tongue. So, you, I mean, because during conflict, you're probably angry and all that. Obviously, that doesn't hap- That doesn't help. That doesn't work in our own marriage. No, obviously, you don't like it. Mm-hmm. You get, but I'm saying that if conflict is happening and the two parties are present consistently throughout what is going to happen the conflict to keep lingering on i'll give an example when this working even works sometimes remember there was a time when we had an argument and then i i, I think i took a walk and then i came back home and then i just came upstairs and he came upstairs and we just started laughing you didn't take a walk i didn't take a walk then no you just okay. went upstairs <laughs> yeah but i just went i walked i showed you i left do you get Doing that, I took away myself from the conflict because I wanted to calm down. And so you can also have time to also calm down. Do you understand? And that way, we have some sort of little healing, little respite, like a breather, like a break, like literally that white flag. 
literally that, that, that's the thing that's the issue so you walking away from conflict your aim is to create that rest that usa no, moment it's, that's not but what, it, it doesn't always happen no, that it's way it's not to create that that rest it's to first of all we are both upset yeah mm-hmm. so we've got to no issues issues can never be solved over when parties are upset, Fine. when emotions are flying. Fine. So first of all, those emotions have to be calmed down. Mm-hmm. You get, and when that happens, two things are involved. Either one, one, you realize that there wasn't really any conflict, mm-hmm. or two, you can now solve the conflict better. Mm-hmm. But in your own opinion, for example, in a time where you want to have your own day, you get, you try to have a quick fix. What would happen is that the conflict won't really be resolved. We'll just be like, let's just do it so we can be happy. Let's just, let's just. They just smile to each other. So, I think the difference in in opinion or this difference in school of thought on this particular conflict resolution is, <laughs> is, is 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 conflicting in the sense that. So I understand where you're coming from. Like there are some times where you're supposed to allow time yeah. and supposed to allow, um, you know, when somebody removes themselves from the situation, um, emotions stop flaring. So I really I appreciate that, but it's just that. Like I said earlier, sometimes when the, what makes conflicts more prolonged, elongated, or even more painful is, is what you feel is going to happen after that conflict or what you feel that conflict is doing to your relationship. Mm. The arm that is causing or the danger that is causing, not even actually what you are fighting about, but what it means for okay, your relationship so. that you're having that conversation. I, I'm sorry, I'll just say. So if you walked away in, in a conversation, what you are telling me in that situation is that you're abandoning me. You're turning what? your back. Yes. You're no. turn, because com, because communication is not just about the words that we say to each other. It is also our body language. It's also our facial expression. You know, we sometimes had fights where it is just because of the look you had on your face. No, it did look you had on your face. That made the com- <laughs> that made that argument really, really that deep. Yeah. So you actually walking away in that moment where possibly the reason why I'm even having that conversation is because I'm vulnerable and I actually need reassurance that we're in this together and this conflict cannot break us. You walking away no, looks that, like you are throwing in the towel. No, that will be dependent on the conflict we're having. I mean, if we're having a conflict of something like, obviously it has nothing to do with me giving up and I walk away, you know, it's not going to have that effect on you. It will. You can't tell me every conflict we have and I, I want to walk away because we're obviously having a tensed moment. I'm walking away. You are getting the feeling. Yes, because no. that is a, a very strong body statement. The body statement is... you can't deal. No, the, that's not what... The you are running away at the sight of the truth difficulty. Of the, no, that's not what is happening. The truth of the matter here is a lot of times when I have had to walk away from an argument, it has helped. Because you've calmed down. It has helped you calm down. The moment you walk away, yeah. I'm not calm. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I get more angry. You get angry then. But obviously, time will pass. Exactly. That's saying, the key word, what I'm saying, What I'm saying is that you don't have to physically walk away to allow time to do its job. So I can just you can just keep quiet. Uh, but that's the problem there. That's the problem there. I can't, like, if, I, if, I'm, if, I'm, if I'm still in that situation... And you are still in that situation, and I'm just quiet. Either of two things, I will talk or you will talk. 
and then you start again. Like the last conflict we had, for example, because we were there in the same space and I pop, I could not, for some reason, I just did not want to walk away from that conversation. And because I did not want to walk away, I was still physically in the same place. We're looking at each other, reading signals. One, to, one person will shout, talk. We ended up talking, fighting about something that wasn't even... Do you understand? And that's my point. And that's why I feel that sometimes, maybe what I can do, what I can suggest to our listeners is, walking away is no wrong for me. Just, just take a breather. But walking away with respect. Hey, babe, I'm, I'm sorry, but... Um, I mean, let's be honest, in an argument, probably wouldn't sound this way. <laughs> hey, babe, look, I, I've just got to take a walk, okay? I've just, I've just got to take a walk because it's, I, I love you. It's not like I can't, I can't deal with you, but I just need this situation to calm down. Then you take that walk. But I still feel that walk is very necessary, but you just prompted something in my mind that, which I think is very important. I think different kind of conflict would determine how you would different handle it. Different type of resolution, yeah. There are some conflicts that it is it is best, like the last one we had, one person needs to walk away mm-hmm. physically. One person needs to. There are some conflicts that you need to iron it out right there and then. There are some conflicts that she does not even bother about. <laughs> yeah, I know you don't like those ones. Yes, I will reserve my comments. <laughs> <laughs> and there are some conflicts that it just takes love making. <laughs> so, I'm not even joking and that takes me to, to, to my next question about resolving conflict with sex hmm. do you think it is appropriate to use sex to resolve conflict this thing called marriage demystifying marriage I believe that it can work but it's not a, a it's not sustainable it's not sustainable. It's not something you can apply to every conflict. Yeah. It's not something that will work in the long run because if you do not, if you don't iron it out, it will still come up again the next morning. Mm. So I feel like yes, yeah, sometimes it does work, and sometimes it might, it, it might even just end the situation yeah. right there and there. Because because the thing about with sex, you know, sex brings intimacy. Do you get? It, it reminds you in a way of how intimate you have with one another. So mm-hmm. you are able to just not forget about what just happened, but just look past it. So I think what sex does, it helps you look past. It yeah. doesn't solve it like you say. Yeah, it doesn't solve because it I do, like, I do like remember, I, say, yeah. I do remember that we've had an argument before and then we had a nice night. In the morning, I had an attitude problem to you. Yeah. Even though we had a nice night, I still had an attitude problem in the morning because... I was still a bit upset when I asked you, like you said, I saved it for later dates. Exactly. And I still brought out like, see, I'm just going to be honest with you, I don't like it. So, I do not believe in using sex So maybe sex we to can use conflict. it instead of walking away, yes. Uh, I, I, wouldn't, I, would, I wouldn't reject that, but knowing <laughs> you, you can't do that. Exactly, because I was you. even going to say that it wouldn't you. even work, work for, for everyone. Yeah. Because sometimes, like, there are some people that they have to be in the mood or their mind has to be in it. Yeah. So if, if both parties are already in that mindset, yeah. yes, whatever floats your boat. But if somebody is, like, in the heat of a conversation where they, yeah. they can't even stand you, you know, <laughs> to, you want to what? You want yeah. to do what? I, I, I do not think it's healthy using sex. I think what, what can be done is sex can be used to... At the end, the, no, to cement it. After you've had the it conversation. It could be used before and after. Mm-hmm. Before, in, in the scenario of before, it could be used to 
calm the situation. Yeah. Yeah. And in a scenario of after, it could be used to cement yeah, it. Yeah, like a full stop. Like a full stop. Boom. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. This thing called marriage. Demystifying marriage. Let's take a quick look at um, what the Bible says about conflict. If you look at the likes of Abraham and Lot, um, whenever it seemed there was a conflict, there's always that bigger person. Mm. And Abraham was always the one just, you know what? I'm not going to be arguing land with you. Mm-hmm. This is why we, I have my reservation. Do you get When they had to do with him and Sarah, they were always just this person that just takes the strongest stand. Always the, sometimes always Sarah, sometimes always Abraham. Mm-hmm. And I find this a lot. But what I know is common when it comes to the Bible talking about conflict is, is always saying your tongue, your tongue. Whenever you want to speak, be sure that your emotions and your tongue are not aggressive Mm -hmm. in Ephesians 4 verse 26 it says be angry and yet do not sin do not let the sun go down on your anger it says be angry it's quite all right to be angry but do not let your anger now lead to sin and this is where I have a problem with domestic violence within couples there is absolutely nothing wrong in you being angry and I think people need to start um normalizing be the emotion anger in marriage i think so it's very important because yeah, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's an emotion but the question is what happens after you're angry mm-hmm. does it lead to domestic violence and that is where it's a sin does it lead to verbal violence when you are deleting your partner you're talking down on your partner you get that's a sin so in conflict resolution it's okay to be angry but it's never okay to allow your anger lead it's to sin. Yeah. You know what it's I mean? Just that, it's, that, it's just that having that discipline. Yeah. And yes, I'm angry. Yes, my emotions are on the high. But just because I'm angry doesn't mean I need to, you know, weaponize my weaponize words. Weaponize my words, exactly. Doesn't Wep- mean I should, I need to hurt my partner or get them as angry as me. Because what good would it do if yeah. I'm angry and my partner is also angry. But then again, is there really common sense in anger? Is there really that time to think in the exactly. middle of the anger? Exactly. Is there I, really that I mean, time to there, think? There is this thing that worked for me when I was young. And uh, growing up, I used to be a kind of an angry child because of uh, my upbringing. But um, it was funny how people always say, this, say it, count one to hundred when you're angry. Hmm. It sounds so s- silly, mm-hmm. but it's, it's, I dare say it's magic. And the magic behind it is time. Yeah. It is time. That's like I'm, I'm adamant when it comes to conflict that time is, give it time. And I so think when you count one to hundred, time has passed, the anger has come, you've cooled down. Yeah. But the thing about anger, anger is, is a very strong emotion. It wants to, it wants to act immediately. So mm-hmm. to calm anger down, you must stop it from acting immediately. I think the irony of it all is that conflict resolution in marriage yeah yeah sometimes it looks like it's very difficult to resolve issues yeah yeah? or it's very difficult that some people cannot even reach resolution in marriage yet marriage is that one thing that has ample time so you you literally are stuck with each other forever Forever, so so why is the time not working yeah the time is working but i think people are not just patient enough to allow Mm, time happen yeah they're so quick to i've given it some people even put a time ah you are guilty of this actually 
You've been at it for two hours. I say in two hours you've not calmed down enough. It's, yeah, because if that same really... verse that you just read, the next line says that do not let the sun go down on your anger. But that's so, that's for that person to decide. Yeah, but the but sun is going down, Uncle. But you can't decide. Uncle if... Sun is setting you know. Well, I guess it's it. <laughs> next time, don't start fight when it is already <laughs> night. Start your fight in the morning so you have the whole day. Honestly speaking, I do not think when the Bible says do not let the sun go down on anger, I think it just means don't let it linger for too long. Exactly. So that's why. I'm but saying, it is my decision to allow it how long it lingers, but you just no. have to be patient. Oh, he said, Don't let it linger for too long. He didn't say that, he didn't give a time span for it. And eh. stop telling me, but the reason why I'm saying two hours is because when I'm even saying that two hours, if I did not say it, would have been four hours. That's not true, exactly. If I not talk it, and what you know, whatever you are, uh, 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 allow. Increases. Increase exactly. Yeah, 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 so yeah, if yeah, I don't say it yeah, now, yeah, the yeah. next time we'll have the argument, it will be ten hours. <laughs> my right. dear. Ten hours out of twenty-four hours. Kilo cool. What remains? Let, let's let's look like you said, we have forever. Okay. So yes, there's a lot Okay, you said, fine. That's where we started. Just remember. Okay, let's look at another verse. Proverbs 12, verse 18 says, There is one who speaks rashly, like the trust of a sword, but the tongue of the wings brings healing. And so it's basically saying that there are some people when they speak, it's as if they are, they are stabbing you. Hey, it's killing you. And there are some, when they speak, it brings healing. So it's, it's basically saying that your words, what are they doing? So in conflict, are you speaking to hurt your partner? Are you speaking to heal your partner? Mm. So I think what the Bible is telling us is that during conflict, actually, exactly, think about the words you are saying before you say it. Is he going to heal your partner or is he going to hurt your partner? And I dare say this is one of the most difficult things to do because during conflict, you are caring about your, your own, own feelings. Self, yeah, you're not caring about your partner's your partner. feelings. Because if you're caring about your partner's feelings, conflict will end yeah, quickly. exactly. So I think a very good lesson in that is that conflict resolution in marriage is a time to exercise or to a time to demonstrate selflessness and a time mm. to put your like literally put yourself in your partner's partner's shoes shoes, so when you're arguing with that person listen to what they are saying and put yourself in their shoes shoes. for once don't defend yourself Mm. for once don't prove that you're right or wrong for once but at the same time not just being a yes ma or just you know being a walkover or just nodding and agreeing and going with the flow because there's there's a line between being selfless and being pretentious yeah. because if you are just pretending or you're lying to yourself mm-hmm. that conversation will still happen again and maybe exactly. it will even happen in a worse off i mean it's not it's, it's not like you said no it's not being a yes ma or yes just you know it's a thing of how you use your words how you coin it it has to be deliberate for example i can easily tell you that why would you say this how dare you say this kind of thing to me mm-hmm. then and you can also see it as why would you now say this kind of thing to me? So think about how you use your words. Is it going to thrust your partner or is it going to heal your, your partner? partner? On that note, my name has been Moya Gates. Kemi Gates. And this is This Thing Called, called marriage. marriage. This Thing Called Marriage. Demystifying Marriage.